This is When Was I Ever Less By Dying, a show about being alive, or something about flowing through life and showing up afraid anyway. I'm Nichelle. And I'm Aubrey, and every week we're talking about the flow, magical timing, creative pulls, relationships, and personal deaths we're orbiting around in this part of the Matrix. Join us every week. In this episode of When Was I Ever Less by Dying, we're talking about death. (laughs) Our favorite deaths. And what does that even mean? A death. (laughs) It's like evolution. Exactly. Nichelle and I fell in love with this Rumi quote last year. And it says, I died as mineral and became a plant. I died as plant and rose to animal. I died as animal and became human. Why should I fear anything? When was I ever less by dying? So yeah, death is evolution. Is anything ever really dead? We're transforming. So today we're talking about what were some of our personal favorite deaths in the last decade? Brutal. (laughs) Brutal. hell life <laughs> that's so nichelle that's how about you kick us off <laughs> tell us about one of your favorite deaths one of my best deaths one of my best <laughs> best one of my best stuff deaths um would probably be a situationship um that i was involved in okay what was the year the year was what was the year the year was 2019 so not too long ago through 20 beginning of 2020 okay and um this person was pretty avoidant and it was hard to like we would connect really well when we were together but then there would be days like so many days sometimes weeks where they wouldn't talk to Ugh. me or respond to me but essentially he's just an avoidant person and that really just like rubbed me the wrong way I was really upset I was pretty emotional about it did um, you love this person I would say yeah yeah so the death of a love that was avoidant yeah um and it was it was just like i think (laughs) i would kind of put myself down like kind of gaslight myself and be like i didn't love this person like it wasn't long enough like we weren't in a relationship like an official relationship like all these things but experiencing this thing and witnessing myself then with the perspective and knowledge and emotional capacity that I have now of course of course I was hurt you know of course of course I was hurt anyways it was this big it was pretty big it was in my Saturn return 
oh wow a situation <laughs> so <it> was <laughs> in a saturn return love in a saturn return it's, wow it was it was pretty big so it like it really shifted me like i shifted so I what did you learn from. or feel at the end of this death um i learned i really learned how avoidant i was or am still probably mm. as a human in a any sort of partnership um with friends and family i'm not that way but like romantic love yes it comes up i get like i think it's like a defensive okay protection. and i'm gonna mention something you've said to me before i asked you like a month or so ago i was like what's your biggest like shadow or fear and you said being seen <laughs> i did say that yeah 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 so and this podcast is scary <laughs> <laughs> yes i know hence here we are here we are <laughs> amazing okay situationship that ended you learned about your own avoidant tendencies and fear of being seen in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Beautiful. Good work. Thanks. Aubrey. Yes. Hello. I'm going to ask you, what is one of your best deaths? Well, I think like many 30 something year olds here in Utah, uh, you know, older mer- millennials, <laughs> millennials, <laughs> Uh, leaving Mormonism, leaving mm-hmm. the LDS church was, I think, one of my favorite deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't have much to say. I think people know the pain and the cultural, familial, personal hell that that can bring up in a person. Um, I left the LDS church when I was 24, 25. And yeah, that's a pretty, pretty big time. I was a young mom. I was, you know, only married for about five years and it was really hard. But what did I learn from that? And what I'm still learning and deconstructing (laughs) is that no one will come to save me other than me. Like that's what I'm learning over and over is... I'm the person that's going to save me. And yeah, really showing up for myself beyond religion, beyond any relationship that tells me I need to be saved is where my power is. So yeah, it was a time I lost a lot of power, power structures in my life. Um yeah and my family and my connection to theology and higher power so like money I think it's common and honestly I'm super lucky to have done that when I was so young because I've had a lot of time to kind of grow up in a in a new paradigm create a new reality for for myself yeah Mm, yeah. And I know you get that. Yeah, I get that. You also left. I left. <laughs> I left. I cried three days straight. <laughs> oh wow! Wait, how old three were you? Straight. Tell me. Um, how old was I? I think I was probably about twenty-one. Amazing. Twenty-two. 
one of like in between that or something in between 21 22 mm-hmm. like go, 21 going into 22 i think and <laughs> i cried for three days straight then after the third day i was like okay i'm done wow and then so would you say that's one of your deaths yeah i think so i think favorites? that's one of my best deaths because that's like that was me growing up that was the start of my adulthood me moving out to utah from texas and being an adult and living my own life wow okay so you left the lds church and then moved to utah after Mm -hmm. that yes whoa yeah whoa what a big girl (laughs) i know i'm an adult yeah you're like bitch (laughs) peace (laughs) out (laughs) yeah and i i i'm such a cool person like yes you are (laughs) no like outside of that religion not having that like looming over me Mm -hmm. i just i'm i feel so good i feel so free definitely i felt not free (laughs) i felt very scared but you know that's another story for another day (laughs) okay what's another death i know you kind of like went off of mine but what's another death Um, you another death okay one of my best deaths another death i have it's kind of small but it's also like it's kind of big kind of it was like medium range but i quit my first corporate job my job that i worked for for um seven years hell almost eight years to the yeah yeah that's a big yeah well for a big corporate company i worked in the warehouse so we weren't treated the best (laughs) as warehouse workers are not treated very good Mm -mm. this is a local utah company that is problematic (laughs) to say the least so you left your corporate job yes you were like i can't be here anymore i gave him my badge I didn't even put in my two weeks. I just said, I'm done. I'm not coming back. Powerful. um, Yeah. So what did you learn or feel in that death? Um, That I'm in charge of me. Like, I take care of me. Nobody else will. Doesn't matter who's signing a check or who's not signing a check. Like, I can take care of myself. Whoa. Yeah. And also, I was... My body... (laughs) My body was deteriorating working there. Like, my ribs would pop out of place every time I would work. Like, (laughs) my body was hurting so bad. So what did you do after to take care of you? So after that, to take care of myself. um, I am a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. That's what you did after. Yeah, so I... I'm going to take care of myself. By pursuing my own business. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I just did. Amazing. Hell yeah. Look where you are now. Look where I am now. (laughs) (laughs) Living in my town home with five (laughs) other adults. (laughs) That's another story for another time. (laughs) But it's great. It's great. We have a lot of stories to tell. This is going to be a great podcast. You guys, I just... 
<laughs> our podcast is gonna be five episodes long. Just five, kidding. Uh, yeah, we're like, <laughs> we're like, okay, we have so, five more then, stories. And, and the next, <laughs> an hour three. This is a John Delin uh, Mormon Stories <laughs> podcast link. <laughs> oh man, I could never. Um. Okay. Can I talk about my second? Yes. Actually, let me ask you. <laughs> let ask me, me. Aubrey, what is your next? You're such best? a great podcast host. Thank you. <laughs> this one is pretty personal. This is a big one. Um, one of my favorite deaths was pretty recently. I think I said that about the last one. It all feels <laughs> recent. This was losing my best friend. Uh, her and I yeah decided to end our friendship um this was during my Saturn return um yeah right at the beginning of 2021 Mm. so yeah we uh what did I learn I learned that in most of my friendships I like to be the mom I like to really take care of the women around me and that created some barriers I think I think not everyone wants to be taken care of and yeah I had to really look at myself and see why I wanted to mother and love um the way I did so I saw that for this for this friend to move into the life and the space and the new into the death <laughs> that she needed to confront part of that was we both needed to let each other go and it was it felt like a divorce it felt like a death I felt like I was having a funeral for about 18 months <laughs> it was definitely one of the hardest things I've ever been through um losing your safest you know feminine presence in your life so letting that go taught me that um, that I don't always need to, well, I'm going to pause. So it's kind of hard to talk about, but I think there's no way I can summarize everything in a short podcast answer, but I think essentially I learned that it's okay to love someone and also not be in their life. It's okay to have a difference in perspective and also be at peace it's okay to let life move on and not feel like you have to control how someone sees you how someone loves you how someone will or will not show up for you ultimately we don't have control over that and so losing her was a really great uh catalyst for me and letting go and just seeing what beauty exists when you let go Mm. yeah and there's grief and I still still feel grief um, because I love her but I realized too that um, again the love that I had for her the mothering I wanted to pour into her life it comes from me and that I can pour that back into myself And I'm never truly without love, even though I felt like her leaving was a huge dream of love, 
leaving my life. Yeah, relationships are, it's this creative act, Mm -hmm. you know? Relationships are this beautiful combination of many different energies coming together and creating a whole new experience. And I miss that experience, but I also really feel reverence for it being done. And I'm really proud of us both for doing something that felt really impossible and letting each other go and um, finding peace. Oh, Ooh. wow. That wow. was, that was great. That's hard to summarize something. I think we're silly trying to summarize <laughs> like and put a bow on these like really line. messy, painful experiences yeah. and being like, what did you learn? But how cool of us too to just sit here and talk freely about some of the most painful profound experiences we've had and say hey (laughs) we learned more about love we learned more about surrender Mm, yeah and Um, letting go and grief because I never really experienced the grief side of I mean a long long time ago I'm sure like I had my little like pieces of grief but oh I'm nodding the grief the waves so of grief and the different waves of the different grief you experience with these different situations mm. like experiences yes Ugh. do you have one more for us um oh it just came to me yeah um when my dog died oh tell me i didn't even know about this <laughs> my dog victor and then my dog Koga. Okay, what was what um, kind of dog was Victor? Paint Victor this picture. Was a black flat coated retriever. He was so sweet. <laughs> he was so sweet, and he would pretend like he was deaf and couldn't hear you whenever you really needed to get his attention. Tell him to stop something. He would not. And <laughs> when he was gonna be in trouble, he wouldn't look you in the eye because he knew if he looked you in the eye he would have to listen to you so he would just avoid all eye contact he was just he was just so sweet he was the sweetest boy anyways victor and then our other dog koga um victor died first and it's whenever i was up here in utah <gasps> so i wasn't in texas no and um he was just so sweet anyways the morning he died i I woke up and it, I could hear like Victor's paws walking down the hall and I could hear it. It's like he pushed open my door and came to my room and then he did the same thing to my sisters and we woke up and we like met in the call, hall and we started crying and called our sister or our sister called us and then she told us that he just died. Something that I love about Nichelle is she is one of the biggest animal lovers that I know. So to hear this story, I'm like, oh, you lost one of your animals. That's like this big presence of love. She's tearing up. It's so sweet. I didn't know this story. Yeah. Mm. And then Koga died like a year later. What did that feel like? What do you feel like you... (laughs) <laughs> like looking like, back I what just, are you missing I think I just 
they're just so sweet and they loved so much they just loved yeah <laughs> yeah seriously <laughs> pure yeah genuine and they know you yeah they know your and behavior. They, like, they, they touch you, and they just want to be with you, and they're so sweet. Seriously. So sweet. Oh, a moment of silence <laughs> for Nichelle's dogs. <laughs> I love that. Okay, my third one is cutting off my hair. I, well, I've had a pixie before. I had a pixie for probably, I don't know, six months in my 20s, early 20s. And then last summer, I cut off my hair again on a whim on my birthday in Amsterdam. And getting the haircut was, uh, it was something I'd been thinking about. But anyway, I say it's a death because having short hair and I just have a very, curvy body I have a curvy face I have a round face I have round shoulders I have a round belly there was this feeling of femininity and protection with having longer hair Mm. and so getting rid of it was also just kind of uh this empowerment this feeling of honestly 10-year-old Aubrey hearing from her grandpa that she can't have a short bob because her face is too round. It was standing up for her. What? <laughs> it's okay. I love you, grandpa, but that was mean. <laughs> that was very mean. Um, you can get whatever fucking haircut you want. Sorry, yes, grandpa. And I did. <laughs> Getting it felt like an acceptance of that I actually just like having short hair. And I always have. Long hair is pretty, but for now, the short hair feels like this brave acceptance of being seen as pretty and feminine and conventionally beautiful isn't where my power (laughs) will be. It's in how I feel. Do I feel good? That's what matters, not what you know this male gaze thinks of me that's the only thing that always matters though and that that's it is the fucking it's truth not about how you look or how society wants us to look or how we think <laughs> i can just talk about this for hours how we think we want to look because society has told us how we should look for so long so we think it's like oh this is a normal thing but i'm like no is it actually a gen- like do you genuinely genuinely wholeheartedly what's the reason you want this certain look or this certain thing done or anyways and i just can talk about this forever hearing all of your deaths tonight in this episode and speaking about mine like a feeling that i have in my body right now sitting with you is Forging your own creative path through your deaths, forging your own path through these rebirths, these transformations, is where so much of our individual creative power lies. And that is what's going to propel us in in life to keep going. Me cutting my hair, 
you feeling the love of, you know, your dogs and also seeing that I'm an avoidant person who is afraid of being seen. Mm-hmm. All of these things and how you moved through that is helping you, I don't know, forge this beautiful piece of clay that you get to mold more of. Mm-hmm. Nichelle, I said that because yeah. Nichelle's, she's a potter and she's mm-hmm. really like this beautiful artist with her hands. <sighs> Aubrey's seeing me she always sees me anyway (laughs) it's kind of funny to record these conversations because these are the conversations Nichelle and I have been having for years just privately on my couch for hours till 2 a.m yeah and I don't know it feels like an honor to make art in this way with you it's vulnerable it's exciting and thanks for listening yeah you guys thank you so much for listening this is very it's a big thing for me and aubrey to do this i don't know if you guys realize like so many people have podcasts which is great but aubrey and i are pretty private (laughs) i would say we are very private (laughs) nichelle probably knows more about me than most people and even that sometimes feels too vulnerable yeah i think we just like being independent and figuring out our own shit but i don't know we just feel this call to share more about dying and life and living and who is someone that has been inspiring you to confront transformation um someone who well someone who's played a pretty big role in my transformation and my growth and my like healing um healing as an adult um is my energy worker my energy lady Mm. her name's becky becky and she's just helped me a lot helped me really get down to the nitty-gritty like the foundation the real the raw like What's the actual thing that's kind of like manifesting into these all these other things or emotions that aren't even really the thing? Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, so she's helped me a lot. And then I would just say other like, just like I love, I love having like, um, being surrounded by artists, other mm-hmm. artists, and like watching them move through life, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just great. I think life is so beautiful. It's so hard. Yes. And can be so dirty and grimy and feel so yucky, but I love it. Mm. Mm. Beautiful. And who is? <laughs> I'm forgetting to ask Aubrey questions. That's okay. And who is... <laughs> I'll get used to this, guys. I'll get better at this. Um, <laughs> I love you. Who it's is okay. your... Who is your in- big, like, inspiration or influence or, like, who do you find inspiration from right now? Honestly, my most real answer is my friend Ashley Thalman. Mm shout out to Ashley Mm. um 
you know, her dad recently died from COVID and I just felt very drawn to her story and her experience through grief. Um, and she's also been a very, um, profound, she almost feels like an oracle to me. She feels like a profound oracle that has a lot of very important messages, uh, for me. And so honestly, one of them, I was texting her one night and I was just asking some advice about how to surrender to some of the painful waves of moving through one of the deaths I was experiencing at the time and she just told me you write the fucking story you imagine it you channel it and you feel the feelings and that advice has been an anchor for me as I move through this season of change and transformation I mean we're always transforming and I think it's very hard sometimes to accept that because sometimes it's exciting and there's dopamine involved and there's creativity at a certain level that we're used to and sometimes it's very new and it's very hard so I just I really appreciate Ashley and she is a Scorpio and I just (laughs) as a Scorpio rising I really value people who are unafraid to sit in um yeah the darkness of things and bring information back up from that darkness and share it with people who are uh, are afraid Mm, so because i i want to be like that i want to share the darkness and be unafraid um yeah Ooh, thank you for asking i didn't know i had all of that to say i love you ashley i'm your biggest (laughs) fan (laughs) i always have been (laughs) oh my god anyway well, I think that's a wrap. I think that was great. I think that's a wrap. I think, wow, what was happening <laughs> How did I just voice? say that? I think that's a wrap. And Unfortunately, I'm finished. really afraid to hear my voice. Unfortunately, I'm really afraid to release this episode. So, <laughs> Unfortunately, Michelle and I will be dying once we release this episode. Unfortunately. So if you got through this, <laughs> you just supported two artists speaking for the first time in public (laughs) wow this is out this is gonna be out there for people to hear like anyone that's i don't know honestly (laughs) shout out to people who do this who do this like for real i think we'll get into a flow Mm. you know it'll feel less scary that's what the gen zers say on tiktok (laughs) (laughs) aubrey's really good at the tiktok she like I do love TikTok. It is my favorite place in hell. <laughs> Your favorite. Okay, guys, we're going to have merch. So get more people to listen to this so we can have that. Your Her favorite place in hell t-shirt. <laughs> oh, that's that's the quote for the hell merch. Yeah. No one's Your favorite it. place you in hell. steal it, we'll know where you got it from. Your favorite place in hell. <laughs> it's when trademarked. was I ever less by dying podcast? Yeah. All right. I love you, Nichelle. I love you, Aubrey. Talk to you soon. <laughs>